It's episode three, so it's time to tackle League One. Welcome to the EFL Sesh podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the EFL Sesh podcast. So this is episode three. So uh, if you've listened to our previous two episodes, amazing. Um, If you haven't, obviously, please go back and listen to episodes one and two where we did our championship uh, review of all the teams and our predictions for the upcoming season. Um, I'm Andy. Uh, If you don't know me already, I'm one of the co-hosts here and I'm with Joe today as always. So hi, Joe. Hello, Andy. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you very much. And uh, how about yourself? Oh, yeah, I guess I'm wonderful as well. I love that. <laughs> well, I like the positivity as always. You've always got, uh, you know, a a pep in your step, as they say. <laughs> Do they? Who are they? Who are they? It's, it's it's the millions and millions that listen to this podcast, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the fans, the fans. Yeah, <laughs> the fans. They saw your they, all your tidbits and your facts, and uh, you've you've already gained the fans and the adulation of the uh, you know global. No, I'm not used to saying UK public. It's the global public, my friend. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> to be expected, as as already established in prior episodes, I expect now to be a global superstar. So yeah, yeah, that yeah tracks. To be fair, when we were having initial, um, you know, conversations about this podcast, that uh, you know, I said to Joe, "What was his uh, dying ambition um, for this podcast?" Goes well, global superstardom, um, never work a day in my life, and generally just, you know, have the biggest house in the history of mankind. So, you know, we've got a way to go, but <laughs> we'll get there. Don't worry, mate. I've, I've got high hopes. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Aspirational goal aspirational girl love it so um as we've said so um in in previous episodes we've done a preview of the championship so um these next two episodes episodes three and four are going to concentrate on league one the third tier of english football um uh, you know joe has a very much a vested interest in this league because his mm. beloved Leighton orient are in this league so joe what's your kind of like overall opinion of league one this season um in in preparation for our team by team breakdown well I think not even just this season, every season, League One is my favourite of the Football League leagues. Um, I, just, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. You know, if you get promoted, great. You're in a championship and you're up against some some big boys and, you know, you're one season away from the from the bright lights. And if you get relegated, sort of a sort of a free hit because you're still in the Football League. You're still in League Two. And uh, I don't know, if, if you're if you're semi-decent, you, you'll be looking forward to turning over some, some absolute doofuses in uh in the league below so yes yeah, i don't know I, I like the freedom i like the flexibility that league one affords a uh a team and a fan because you're never too too disappointed regardless of the result yeah completely agree uh, like you said it, there's that relative safety net that if you do get relegated from the league you are in league two next season so you still have another stab to kind of get back where you are it's <laughs> maybe it's that kind of like um uh, i'm trying to think of the word um it's a 
I'm trying to metaphor. That's the word I was looking for. A metaphor for, you know, like league one's like year eight in, in senior school where it doesn't really mean a lot. And, you know, you've, you've got kind of that free hit where you can kind of do anything. And, you know, if you achieve something in great, then if you don't, then, you know, you've got another stab at it next year, you know? So it's that kind of like, you know, middle ground where you can either, like you said, have a really good season, get up to the championship and, you know, one step closer to that premier league, you know, goal, um, and, you know, all that money that comes with it. But you've also got, you know, if it doesn't go so well, you can either have a mediocre season and have another stab at League One, or, you know, you probably are coming down to League Two and probably being one of the automatic favourites probably for promotion next season if you keep most of your squad, right? Yeah. Wild. wild. Love that analogy about <laughs> year eight in secondary school. Like, what what mad blood from the past that was. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. It was fair, fair play. Year, year eight equals League One. Is that kind of like the podcast is like looking right into the future, but also like diving into the depths of the past as well. Mm, so, you know, swirling backwards through exactly. time. <laughs> we cater to all needs here on the EFL, EFL Sesh podcast. So mm. it's all good. So no worries. OK, well, you know, we're we're all about efficiencies here. So shall we get started, Joe? I'm ready to go. I'm desperate. I'm desperate to get stuck in. Okay, well, we'll be using the general, you know, spin um, the wheel um, of all the League One teams and uh, we'll do our gut instinct feel for every single team. So, you know, Team One, let's go. This wheel is spinning. I feel like there needs to be like a noise for it. Like a Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, some sort of a, or tombola, like a sort of turning, turning the balls around, see which number drops out. Absolutely. FA Cup style. That's what we need to do. We need Rod Stewart. That's it. We need him <laughs> popping his hand in the bag and pulling out a name each time. Um, maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll uh, we'll one, get Rod yeah. Stewart on. One of I'm the sure. funniest. One of the funniest like cup draws I've ever ever seen. You know, it's just sensational. <laughs> if you if you haven't watched it, please just go on YouTube and do it. It's, it's it will make your day. It will put a massive smile on your face. And I've you know it, it. Whenever I'm down, I just put that on, mate. If I'm being totally honest, what, <laughs> an absolute cha- what an absolute champion he is on that. Absolute champion. Uh, one thing I just love about it is what is his arms. So when every mm. time he was going in, he was like raising his arms and like going straight into the depths mm. of like the. <laughs> the bowl to get the balls out it was just it, absolutely hilarious hey but we you heard, it we... here, heard it here first Andy loves Rod Stewart's arms ah well you know what a dream boat you know what a dream boat <laughs> Rod Stewart is <laughs> clip it um it's all good okay well I, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna be like the gentleman here and I'll say mm-hmm. Joe you can go first and um the team that you've got is uh Bolton Wanderers starting off strong Bolton Wanderers starting off strong like I imagine their season will go um yeah, I like the look of Bolton Wanderers this year. I like uh I like their manager. I like Ian Everett. I think uh got a lot of uh a lot of football league experience under his belt for such a young manager. I think that's a common theme actually amongst most of the managers in League One this year. Very young. Very yeah. uh, not necessarily inexperienced, but very young. Low average age. So uh yeah, he fits right in. Um yeah, I, I like how he plays football. I like their transfer business as well. Um, obviously, they, their biggest loss, in my opinion, is um, is Trafford. I think that's yeah. a bit of a, yeah, well, not a bit of a disaster, but obviously it's going to be a loss wherever you, uh, whenever you lose a player of that calibre. But um, I mean, they're, they're, they they seem to have done a pretty good job of, of replacing him. So I, I don't hate the inclusion of Baxter. Um, and yeah, I, I quite like their business. I think bringing in a mixture of players from 
across the leagues, really. You've got some falling down, some from the league they're in, and some taking the step up from the league blur as well. So, yeah, I um, I rate Bolton's chances this year. I think if you're a Bolton fan, you're in for a, uh, you're in for a good season ahead. Yeah, I think their season was, you know, pretty pretty good overall. They had a really good solid start. They went off. I think they had a bit of a shaky period during Christmas, which kind of put them out of the playoff zone or playoff race. Um, kind of just just outside of it, didn't they? Did that, or did they get into the playoffs last season? I thought they were uh, just... no, no, they they got into the playoffs in the end. Oh, they got into playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I remember, I remember it was always kind of um. A bit of a stretch, I think, for for automatics last season, and and I think, mm. I think they will right the wrong. I I'm you know quietly optimistic like you, and I think they have you know done some good business, and I think they will continue to do good business because you know for players in you know them them kind of divisions, Bolton is a very attractive proposition. You know the stadium's a really nice stadium. I think also you know they've got some good players there. I I really rate Dion Charles. I think he's a good striker. You know for the league certainly. I think he definitely is a if he starts firing again consistently over a season, I think, you know, that might propel them in a, into a good spot. Agreed. You, you've you touched upon my, my fun fact for them already, actually. Do you know, um, do you know what their stadium's called? Uh, it's the university of Bolton stadium, isn't it? No, is it not? I thought it's it was. Ne- I, I am reliably informed by my good friend, the internet, that it oh. is called the tough sheet community stadium. That's which I'm true. an enormous fan of. And saying that out loud, I may well be having my leg firmly pulled, but I, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of whoever's gotten gotten away with that. Um, that. If that is true, yeah, that is that is a very unique um, stadium. I, mm. I think uh, I think the most original name stadium for me, I think, is Dagenham Redbridge, which is like the University of Barking and Dagenham Stadium. I was like, that's the most like. <laughs> <laughs> utilitarian straight yeah, to the point exactly. just like yeah utilitarian straight to the point like you know efficiency i like it don't mess <laughs> it um but yeah i i'm i'm pretty aligned to you on that i think you know they're going to do pretty well but any other points on bolton mate that you want to bring no none at all smash smashing let's yep. crack on with team two then so this wheel is spinning yeah we need to get like you know that game show kind of like you know yeah back really get a bit of excitement in between spins exactly okay so we're going to literally from b all the way down to w so we're going to wickham wanderers so wickham let me just get my notes up for them it's obviously we do extensive research in this in in this in this podcast research all right Steve research. yeah i couldn't even get my words out then so you know it's it's all good so you know wickham are a, a team that when I was watching Ipswich last season in um in League One, I always found them to be a team that very Route One orientated team, but always were there or thereabouts, you know, within the playoff zone and always did well. Obviously they got to the championship a couple of seasons ago, but unfortunately went, you know, pretty down after maybe even one season. Um but they are an established League One club. I think, you know, they have a good spine, a good, you know, general general team around them and I think you know they had the uh, leadership of Gareth Ainsworth for many many years and um, you know obviously did really well with the resources that he had but obviously he went to QPR last season Um, you know we talked about him quite uh, quite a bit in our review in episode two I think or episode one 
Um, and he got replaced by Matt Bloomfield. Don't really know too much about Matt Bloomfield. I don't know if Joe, Joe, you do, but he, he seemed. I think you know, with a t- manager that got put in midway through last season, it, it, uh, you can't really judge a manager until he's had like a full preseason and a full transfer window under his belt to really make the team his own. Um, so it very much is we'll see how he gets on you know I think he did pretty well bearing in mind the circumstances he was put into um but yeah let's just see how he get how he gets on their transfer business though I rate quite highly actually so they they've um bought in um you know a youngster from Sheffield Sheffield United a left back which I think will provide some good competition there I like the Kane Vincent Young signing from Ipswich. So I've watched him quite a bit over the season, over the last few seasons. And, you know, he's a very useful right back, certainly in the league. And he's got league one experience in abundance. And I think he'll be a very, very good signing for him. Sure, I'm up at the back. And they've also brought in Richard Keogh as well, actually, I think. So they bought him in a, as a free transfer. Um, I think that's, again, a good, a good kind of, um, you know, bit of leadership, a bit of experience and someone that will kind of bring the team together through that period and I think you know generally I think they're going to do pretty well this season I think they'll be around the playoff zone in, in my opinion um, what, what what do you say Joe? Oh I like that immediately yeah. nowhere near the playoffs for my money but um, interesting okay I guess uh, yeah I guess we can have that fight later but um, yeah I mean I agree with all that I think my my Matt Bloomfield observations are if you were a a Wickham Wanderers fan you'd know him very well he um Played for the club for like almost twenty years. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, he he went up and down the leagues with them: League Two, League One, and the Championship. Um, for a player that wore the number ten, scored a disappointing amount of goals: four hundred ninety appearances, forty goals. Don't Four. rate that. Like yeah. you know, if you, like I don't mind if you're a number six, and that's your return. Like because you know you might be a bit of a defensive-minded midfielder, but. Number 10, you're putting yourself in the firing line. You really need to be uh, bagging a few more than that, to be honest, Matt. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have nothing more to say about it. I have nothing about his managerial uh, capabilities. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm just drawing conclusions based on the numbers he's worn throughout his career. That's fair enough. Yeah, that that kind of like one in ten strike rate as a as a striker probably isn't as it's not going to set the world alight. Mm. Or um, that's the thing. I don't even think it was a strike. I think it was as far as I'm aware as a midfielder. Okay. If anything, even more like outrageous. A midfielder wearing a striker's number and still not scoring goals. I mean, <laughs> who does he think he is? What is that all about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, madness, madness. Um, I think um, I do think a beater is a bit quite of a big loss for them. I think yeah, you I know. He's a good player. I thought I've seen him play quite a few times. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, their key player for me, Sam Vokes, he's, you know, very tested, very well tested at this league. And, you know, he can he can score goals. He is a little bit of quality that, that you need. I think it's quite surprising that he's still at Wickham. I think he probably could do a job at maybe a higher echelons league one club, maybe a bottom, bottom of the top, bottom, like half of the championship team. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I, I think we'll probably... Uh, We'll probably disagree with quite a lot of our predictions in the uh, in, in, the, in the table prediction, but yeah, no, that's that's Wickham for me. And uh, I think any any facts or tidbits that you want to put about Wickham, so you've caught me caught me short because Wickham was one of the ones that yeah, there's nothing going on in Wickham, no yeah, facts, fair. no figures. <laughs> uh, they are what they are. That's probably why I went so deep on Matt Bloomfield to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's all I've got. I've got nothing else. 
Cool. No worries. No worries. We'll keep keep rolling. Uh, team number three spinning right now. So we're back. We're going like B to W and back to B again. And Joe, talk to me about Blackpool. I would love to talk to you about Blackpool. Um, I've been to Blackpool once to see uh, Orient's last. Um, well, what we thought the time was going to be our last football league game, and um, dump. Wouldn't recommend. But um, in terms of Blackpool, the football club, um, yeah, I think they're all right. I don't hate Neil Critchley, their manager. I think um, experience as both a manager and an assistant manager, I believe, because he, yeah, was... he was under Gerard when he at Villa. Yes, he? there we go. So. Yeah, he's been around Stephen. Didn't fancy following him to uh to the Middle East, apparently. Maybe he didn't get the call like up. I don't know. Yeah. Or or maybe Blackpool is just too much of a lure. He's like, No, I'm not leaving. The the pier and the uh illuminations are yeah, the, the lights are too bright in Blackpool. But um I think he'll back himself to do well this year. I um I think they've got some good transfer business under their belt, although losing Jerry Yates is a bit of a nightmare, yeah. but I mean, that was always going to happen. So I presume they've planned for it. Um, I'm going to steal one of your uh, one of your notes, actually, because it's a player very close to my heart. Um, key player, Marvin Ekpeteta, uh, centre-back. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, of late in Orient fame, plucked from obscurity in the non-league. Um, and he is an absolute monster. Uh, I've got yeah. so much time for him. Um, can play football, can also pump it out the stadium like if you gave him the football on the halfway line he'd reach the he'd reach the beach like he's 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 got it all um yeah i uh i think they'll do all right yeah i am um, another one i'm just sort of saying they'll do all right i quite like don't want to give too much away don't want to don't want to show my hand too early but yeah. um yeah i think i think i think blackpool fans will also have a uh have a good season yeah I, you know when when you come down from Kerr got relegated last year, didn't they? Yeah, from the championship. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, when you come down and you don't lose a massive amount of your squad, you're always going to be kind of sort of fancied up that because you should have the ammunition to, um, you know, fight me and make a good challenge in the league, I think. Um, I also like the Matthew Pennington signing as well. I think he's a you know steady hand in League One. I think that's pretty good. Um, so I think they're trying to shore themselves up to the back. And uh, also, it looks like from my research that they brought in a you know, striker from Swansea. So it looks like they did a bit of a deal when Jerry Yates went to Swansea and they brought in a striker from Swansea. So maybe, hopefully, Cole Joseph can, can do the business as well, maybe. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, well, I, I'm going to actually... Um, an uh, interesting fact I know about. Whoa, football, I've been actually. interesting facted. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Well, it's not really interesting fact. It's more of an experience. So hmm. I went to Blackpool. The only time I've ever been to Blackpool um, was to watch uh, WWE wrestling. Um, I love so, this. So I'm, a, um, for those that don't know, and uh, I'm a massive wrestling fan. Um, so I've been a wrestling fan since I was like 10 years old. Um, and yeah, essentially never grew up in 29 now and I still watch it avidly week and week out, but I was at the, uh, I think it's called the it winter gardens, the, the big, you know, they do mm. ball dancing there as well. Um, but yeah, went, literally went to a wrestling event there and it possibly was one of the best nights of my life. Very much enjoyed it. So it, yeah, I, I agree. Blackpool maybe isn't the nicest area, but you know, I have very, very fond memories there. Love that. Do you reckon... You're you're headlining the Winter Gardens. Uh, would you be better as a wrestler or a ballroom dancer? 
uh, oh. <laughs> I'd love to say wrestler because that is literally my dream job. But uh, yeah, probably probably a ballroom dancer. I probably wouldn't be able to. I probably like start panting heavily after like two minutes of wrestling. <laughs> like, uh, ballroom dancing, I might be able to uh, pace myself a bit easier. Fair enough. Hey, that, that's that's as, that's as good a place as any to uh, to move on very quickly yeah, from Blackpool. Exactly. Love it. Team number four. Here we go. Here we go for. We are going for a team that one of our friends is very fond of. Northampton Town, Mr. Will Smith. Shout out to Mr. Will Smith. Um, so Northampton came up from League Two last year. So, you know, uh, they came up for the playoffs, didn't they? If I remember rightly, or no, they got automatic in the end, didn't they? They, they literally did. Like, automatic, season, yeah. It was an unreal goal, I remember actually seeing mm. the highlights and it was it was really good, brilliant to be fair. Um, so you know, John Brady is an, I think he's an Australian manager, don't really know too much about him. Um, but you know, he did really well last season with, with Northampton. He's been there for a few years now, knows the club. Um, so he must have been doing something right, but you know, not my knowledge of him is relatively low. I think, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he steps up to League One. Um, but for me, you know, I'm I'm struggling with their transfer business. I think it's been very very suspect and very average at best. If I'm being totally honest, um, they've they've been trying to get some you know, you know, under twenty ones or under nineteens Premier League players, and I think you know that's they is it's a roll of the dice. They're either going to be really really good or they're not going to be able to hack it at that league, right? So I think that's a little bit um a little bit suspect they need to do more for me. And I think, you know, um, I think they need to probably invest in some league one experience and really, you know, give that key, key know-how of the league to kind of keep them, keep them around there. I, I do worry and worry for them this year, if I'm being totally honest. What about you, Joe? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Cause bizarrely having seen them play last year, hmm. um, at the, uh, the temple of football, Brisbane road, yeah, it, they were probably the best side. Well, I felt they were the best side we came up against, but apparently the, the their season outside or off of the hallowed turf um, wasn't as good. They, they clearly weren't as good elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I, I've got mixed feelings. I think they they play some decent football, and I think actually they're one of those teams that are fairly physically up for it in League One as well. So they they might be a bit bit better suited to mm -hmm. combining that with a bit of football which you don't always get uh in league two yeah but it's certainly an interesting prospect i agree i don't really understand their uh their transfer business to date but then equally they haven't really lost any big names so no it's it's more cyclical than bringing in like a, any any particularly key needs um i think that Again, stealing your thunder here a little bit, but um, I, I, I think a key player for them is is Pinnock. Last year he yeah. was fantastic. Um, and I think he has all of the uh, attributes to be really good in League One as well. So, keeping hold of him and probably building the building the team around him is is the way to go for the foreseeable future. Yeah, like for any promoted team, you need to you know have them players that can just get plenty of contributions, whether that being goals or assists, right? So. He seemed his numbers seemed to do pretty well last season, and I think, like you said, he's he's one of their key players and one of their you know big assets. And you know he he's got a top, he's 
I think he can take this season as, you know, this is my proving ground, you know, to, to the bigger clubs and, and, you know, that's only going to benefit Northampton, right? If he's got, a, you know, if he's got a chip on his shoulder and he wants to prove himself. Mm. Absolutely. Agreed. Any interesting facts about Northampton, Joe? Yes. So Northampton, the cobblers, obviously. Yeah. Because a historic shoemaking town. Do you have any idea, Andy, what the uh, average footballer's shoe size is? Um, no, what? A seven and a half? Seven and a half? There's ten. Oh, yeah, man. Bunch of, bunch of penguins like running around the pitch. I think that seemed high, like for an average to be ten. Yeah. Like, anyone... Like for every one person, well, I don't know how averages work. I was about to do, I was about to do like a, a calculation there, but I realised I was going to get it wrong halfway through, so stopped. But I'd imagine there are a few players with, yeah, like size six or seven shoes. So there, there must be a very high contingent of size 10, 11, 12, which seems absurd. But maybe that's why I never made it as a, uh, as a footballer. Probably that's probably the only reason. Other than that, I had everything else. So. Um, yeah. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I've, I've seen you on the pitch, and uh, you know you are a force to be reckoned with. I'm being mm. totally honest. Me versus the air, turning <laughs> turning circles were a, were a problem. I've seen milk <laughs> turn quicker, but hey. Other than that, okay. Turning and shoe size; those are my two key key downfalls. Other than that, professional footballer. Sensational. Well, on that note, let's go on to uh, let's go on to our next team. <laughs> Running away from that, yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's over to you, Joseph, and you have got ah, okay, one of my teams I fancy actually, Reading. Reading, okay. I wouldn't say I unfancy them, mm-hmm. but I think I, I I'm getting a lot of teams that I have very similar thoughts about, and I feel like I'm going to say very similar things, but um, I think that their new manager looks looks nice, looks good. Yeah, I definitely. Ruben uh, Sellers, do you reckon? Yeah, Sellers, yeah. Sellers, um, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously took Southampton down last year, but I feel like that's a bit of a misnomer, really. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that 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 can be laid at his door, to be honest. But um, I actually didn't hate the football that Southampton played with with him at the helm, and I think that a team like Reading, with the players that they have managed to keep in mm-hmm. a division like League One, um, where you would have to expect the, the quality of the Reading players to be marginally higher than the players around them. Um, they could be very exciting this year. It could be a very, very exciting season for them. And um, I like their strategy of just sort of assembling the the, the Cambridge attackers. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's just to hamstring Cambridge. Maybe they're... Maybe the sort of the ownership there just hate Cambridge and want them to get relegated. But um, yeah, I, 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 well, you've got goals in there, so I, I, I don't mind it. Why not an established strike partnership? Bring them in. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, I like the Harvey Nibs and Sam Smith business. I think that's that's very smart, and I think that gives them a bit more strength and depth, especially if they've lost. Was it Pushkas and Ince? They were the yeah. big departures, right? So, I think that's. That gives them that gives them goals. That gives them proven League One experience, and I think, you know, that that's smart business. You know, even if they don't, even if they just do it for a season, and then they can potentially, you know, build from that if they get promoted. I think that's that's smart business. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, although their transfer window may have been limited so far, as long mm-hmm. as they don't lose any more players, I don't think the necessity is really there to uh, to, to to bring loads more in. Um, 
And if I remember correctly, Reading actually would have stayed up last year if they hadn't have had their points deductions. So yes. I think that probably tells a story in itself, really, that maybe they're a, a bit too good to have come down. Yeah, and, and like I say, Ruben Sellers, like, you know, the fact that even Southampton were willing to take a, take a chance on him in the Premier League, you know, I'm very surprised they were able to, you know, get him over to the Maj- Well, I, it's probably not called the Majeski anymore, but I, I've always referred to it as the Majeski Stadium. Mm. Um, I think that's a brilliant appointment. I think that's a really exciting appointment. I think, you know, again, it, it, it can go one of two ways. It can You can have a manager which has, you know, been up in the upper echelons of the leagues, but then League One football so different that it, he might not adjust to it really well. But I think on paper, it you know, smart smart business from my side anyway. Agreed. I I think uh, if, if it's Carroll still, I, I I put my key player as Carroll. But if he's still there, that seems a bit of a cheat code for League One. If I'm being totally honest, if he if he can actually do anything like his potential could, would. He a... apparently is still playing for Reading. Whether or not he will turn out for them this year in League One is yeah. remains to be seen. But yeah, I agree that. That seems quite ludicrous. But then having said that, um, maybe not. I don't know. Would you put Charlie Austin in the same bracket as Andy Carroll? Uh, I'm not sure, actually, to be hmm. fair. I, I think, obviously, Carroll in his prime was better than Charlie Austin, if my, in my opinion. But I think uh, Austin's definitely a you know proven goal scorer in the Football hmm. League. Yeah. yeah, well, where that was going was anyway, I saw Charlie Austin play for Swindon last year and he wasn't, wasn't up to much. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Andy Carroll will follow suit. But... Um, yeah, 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 agree. If he stays, that does seem like a like a happy coincidence for them. Would you like your Reading fact? Yeah, wonderful. Let's do it. So obviously their current nickname is the Royals, but did you know they had a nickname beforehand? I did not. What was it? The Biscuit Men. Love Due that. to the the large Huntley and Palmer's Biscuit Factory nearby. I feel like that's a shame. I prefer the Biscuit Men. I think it, it's a bit more, I don't know, a bit more snappy, a bit more different. The Royals is a bit bit dull. I'd yeah, rather be like, a biscuit man than a Royal. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you could like say with the Hobnobs or with like the Bourbons, right? That would have been a that would have been a good old uh, nickname as well. I like the biscuit men. They shouldn't have got rid of it. That's uh, they uh, well. That's it. Uh, that leaves a question I have to ask now. What is your favourite biscuit? Yeah, good one. Um, I my favorite biscuit, custard cream, absolute go. Ah, that's such a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I, I agree. You know, ah, oh, yeah, goated. That's a great shout. Because I'm <laughs> the, the reason I asked was because everyone always normally says bourbon. Yeah, I was yeah. about to have a big. We we're about to have a rumble because I think bourbons are just dead. They're just the driest, most boring biscuit in the world. Um, but yeah, saved it with custard cream. That's that's Love huge. That. No, cheers, mate. Appreciate it. You know, I know there's a reason why we did this podcast together. <laughs> yeah, now now I can rest easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Any more points on uh, Redden you want to bring in, Joe? No, not yet. Continuing yes. to fish for my uh, my prediction. You won't get a peep out of me until the end. <laughs> uh, I'll keep your cards close to your chest. I, mm. I like it. Okay, we'll go to team number six. We're already halfway through after this one. That's mad. Rattling through it. Okay, so I have got Peterborough. Mm. So, you know, they they are I still feel so sorry for Peterborough. They got so aggressively <laughs> close. And uh but just uh, you know, we're we're on the receiving end of possibly the greatest ever comeback, maybe in 
the last like five or six years, right? Mm. Being falling it up in the first leg of the playoff semi final against Wednesday, and and unfortunately not going through is you know it's one of them freak results that you know bites you in the bum, right? But you know, like Peterborough as as a club, I think you know they they've always been well established in League One. They've been a bit of an up and down club. Um, I'll shout out another podcast to listen to. Actually, it's uh, called Talking Lawyer when they had. Aaron McLean, uh, the old, you know, old school striker. It was uh, Aaron McLean and Mikhail Smith, didn't they? That was the classic partnership in League One, wasn't it, for Peterborough or the Championship? And uh, yeah, I've always just had an affinity with Peterborough. I always liked them as a club, and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about them. Obviously, Darren Ferguson is, I think, might be his like 78th spell um, at Peterborough. Yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been there there or thereabouts, um, but you know, he's he's obviously. You know the son of Sir Alex. He's probably had some good uh, learning. Learn. He's been put under the learning tree of probably one of the best mentors or managers this you know this whole country's ever seen, right? Um, but you know, I think I think they still will do again well again next season. Um, I think they definitely have experience at the level and in League One, and I think they you know they've got to think in their mind. You know, we've got to go and go again and, and maybe even go one further from, from their perspective. Um, you know, obviously massive loss for them, Jack Taylor to, to Ipswich. Obviously, you know, I'll be happy that Jack Taylor's gone over. Um, but that's good money. That was like a you know, million and a half, which will, you know, definitely be used, I think, by the club. They seem to be a team that does good transfer business or likes to do transfer business. I like the Archie Collins signing. I think he was very good at Exeter last season. Um, I think he was uh, quite a well-rounded midfielder, and I think that would provide a bit of stability in that middle of the park that, you know, it's been lost by Jack. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think they... They want to strengthen defence. I think I don't blame them for, you know, shipping in four goals in the second leg of the semi-final. I think they need, if you're going to mount a really good League One season, you need to have, you know, a very, very short up defence and don't concede, like don't concede as many, you know, in any league, but especially League One, I think clean sheets are worth their weight in gold, really. So I think they need to probably invest a bit more, I think, just to shore them up. Um but I think they will challenge again. I think they're good. Obviously, they have Clark Harris, who you know was the joint top scorer last season with Connor Chaplin. Um, so he knows how to score goals, scores plenty of goals. You know, he's and I think he'll do well for them next next season again. He knows the league. He knows how to manoeuvre the league. So I, I think it's just for them. I, I I wouldn't say like I'm massively optimistic on him, but I think I'm just in the mindset that they'll just be like, let's just go again. What about yeah. you, no, I, I I agree. I think I would say I do blame them for uh for letting that that league go in the in yeah. the in the playoffs. I mean, disaster class. Like, yeah. d- don't lose four nil. Um, doesn't seem like too much of an ask, really. But <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess that wasn't the team talk. Maybe he was like, well, that'll be fine. Then we'll win on penalties, and then they they didn't. But uh. But yeah, I, I mean, I doubt that was his team talk, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll ask him. Maybe I'll, I'll go and ask uh, not Sir Darren. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with all of the above. Um, I love Peterborough's commitment to buying good quality players from the leagues below. Mm-hmm. I think the the pickup of Kabongo Chimanga is a great signing unit unit physical yeah. presence up front adding to an attack that's already very prolific and um 
I like the Ryan de Havilland signing from Barnet as well. Um, I just think they're they're sensible signings. They're they're very good at turning these yeah. guys around into high quality football league players. And I think a very good recent example of that. And he's a he's one of those under the radar key players that I've got on my uh, on my list is uh, Hector Kipriani for them. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that you, you pick up probably for less money than you should do, um, and then it becomes absolutely pivotal in the middle of the pitch. So yeah, I uh, I think they're cooking up another good season. Um, not too good, mind, but but just sure. just just okay by their yeah, standards anyway. Yeah, no, I agree with the above. I say I don't have too much, um, too much like visibility of you know below League Two, but you know you're getting quite a good uh, recommendation from you, Joe, for mm. for the midfield centre forward and the and the Barnet Barnet midfielder. So you know it, it, you get the Joe Weaver seal of approval. Then yeah, you know, that, that's 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 the rocket shipper or the rocket strap has been put right on you. To be fair, so it's all good. Oh. Okay, well, now my interest, in fact, is what is a rocket strap? <laughs> yeah, I was going to think of what was it the rocket strapped on, or you know, in wrestling, actually, it's a wrestling term. Oh, so back to wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So if, if for example, you get, uh, you you probably know some of like the famous wrestlers, like you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, mm. Steve Austin. You know them ones. So if you like are a relative unknown and you get, you know, you you're able to like have a match with with them kind of like wrestlers, like them global superstars mm. and you do pretty well when you have a good showing, you know, they, they, they say, or oh, you're getting the rub or you're getting the rocket strapped on you to, to the sky. You know, it's, it's kind of, you, you've got the rub, you, you're going to do well. You, you know, they're building you to become a superstar. Right. So yeah, mm. that's what I mean by that. I like that. That could be your, uh, your special move. If you're a wrestler, the rocket, rocket strap. strap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good move, doesn't it? I don't know how it, it does. Works. I don't know. I was going to say I don't love the the logistics of it at this moment in time, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Have you got any? Uh, have you got any facts on Peterborough or any uh, interesting tidbits? No, I tried to get out of it by by bringing up the rocket nice. strap, but love yeah, it. nothing, nothing. Another another boring nothing. Love it. Swing and a miss. No swing and a miss. No worries. Uh, strike two. You've still mm. got a strike left, mate. So it's fine. Okay. Well, let's spin the wheel. For, for for you, Joe. Oh, well, it had to be. It is Leighton Orient. Perfect. Perfect. Over to you. I'm not even going to say a word, mate. So over to you. Well, to be honest, I don't think either of us do. Uh, Leighton Orient speaks themselves. Absolutely enormous club. Um, statistically and anecdotally, um, since really since the Football League began, um, pretty well established that they are absolutely massive um i mean some details around it to back that up obviously world-class manager in richie wellens um presumably turning down approaches from left right and center real madrid barcelona all the big boys on the phone he's like no 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 no. i'm bringing football to the masses um league one in his sights now um cantered home last year league two title just had it in the back pocket from about i don't know game week two and just yeah, just forty-five weeks of fun. Um, plays football. That's what we like to see. We like to see football in League One. None of this hoofball. Plays football. Um, disappointing to lose some key players this this year. Um, managed to get rid of some of the deadwood, but yeah, as as previously discussed, don't love losing uh, Paul Smith, who is injury prone but really high quality for a League One or League Two team um, to QPR. 
and also don't love losing first choice goalkeeper Lawrence Vigaru to Burnley, both on free transfers. Um, so that's not great. But those two aside managed to keep the core of last year's team, which includes bringing back the imperious Idris Elmazuni from your beloved Ipswich, which is very kind of you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> recently joined by another Ipswich uh I don't know whether he's a stalwart or not, but Joe Pigger, I don't don't know yeah, a Joe great Piggott, deal yeah. about him. But um, yeah, unit target man. I like that. A plan B, a plan C, you know, shuffling the deck when uh, when things aren't going right. And um, stacking the midfield as well. Gail Braith, uh, Max Sanders, bringing in some players to, uh, and Daniel Aguirre as well. Um, pretty sort of a high, when he's hybrid players, more of a sort of a wide forward than a striker or a, or a winger. Um, I like it. I like what Richie Wellens is chefing up over there in East London. Um, obviously, I would say that, but that is also my unbiased hat on. I think um, good things are coming to uh, to Orient, and obviously you've got that momentum of winning the league, loving life, good uh, good camaraderie within the squad, not getting picked apart by the vultures. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think I agree with most of your points. To be fair, I think the uh, the Mizuni coming back is a, is a massive win for you. Like obviously, your player of the season last year, and absolutely, you know, was a bit of a cheat code in the end in in League Two, right? So it, it, I, I'm glad for him because he's always been someone that I think the Ipswich has really really liked. But um, it, it's his time to really like step up, and I think it's you know a wise business from Ipswich anyway because if he can prove it in League One, then he probably is going to be able to prove it in Championship, right? So. I think it's it's a good move for all parties, and I think he'll do well. And uh, he knows the club inside out, Elaine Orient, and he's very well loved there. So you know, sometimes when you're loved at a place and you have that real good camaraderie with the fans, you know, it just brings the best out of you, brings that extra ten percent, which makes the difference. So I think that's a great signing, and I, I yeah, agree, I agree. Some of the outgoings are a little bit disappointing, but you know, I think you've pretty much kept the majority of your squad right, with, and adding some good kind of strength in depth there. Um, I think it is an exciting time, you know, like you said, when you have a momentum of winning a title, you know, you have a culture of winning and that, you know, is, is a really important factor when you're going into any season. So yeah, see what, see what Richie Wellens is cooking and see what, mm. see what comes out. A delicious cake, I imagine. Let's hope so. What's your favorite mm. cake? Have you got a go-to cake? We talk about biscuits. Ooh, Let's go to cake. a great one. Um, well, th- this will split opinion, but um, Battenberg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it cake or is it a uh, you know what? What is it? You know, it's it's, it's, it's cake. It's definitely it's definitely cake. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no alternative there. No, no ambiguity. No, I I do like a Battenberg. Yeah, it's it's a good shout. Um, it's definitely not my favorite. My favorite is. Yeah, I think it's just very classic with Taurus Sponge. When done well, is I we were getting on so well, but now I don't trust people who say Victoria Sponge is their favorite cake. It feels like you're hiding something. So when people <laughs> say my favorite color is blue, it's like, is it or is that just the only color you know? Okay, well, you know, this is the last episode of the <laughs> FSF podcast. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick! We need Thanks to move on chaps. quickly. We need, we need to get away from this cake chat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, uh, anything else to talk about Leighton Orient because it is your beloved club. Um, no, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll sew Orient references into every episode from here until the end of time. So, yeah, yeah, we can, uh, we can move on. 
And you you excited for the season generally? Like I know obviously you'll be going most most weeks, mm. won't you? So you know it'd be good in League One. Very excited. They've relayed the pitch as well, which is always fun. I, I never get what they do. They just put a load of sand down, put like a a photo of the pitch, but it's sand, and go oh, look. We're, oh nice. We're relaying it. We're, we're we're redoing the grass. It's like well, grass is grass, isn't it? But I don't know. I'll probably probably get battered by the groundskeeper alliance <laughs> um yeah being such an ignorant pig but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the grass <laughs> yeah i'm like to fair switch put a new pitch on this year season as well so they've uh that's been growing over the season mm. uh, yeah all, all the best be... clubs are doing it yeah exactly exactly um any any interesting facts or any uh other things you want to bring into about lane orient joe what well no not really i mean Something that I found interesting the other day that no one else probably will is um, it's one of only two clubs in the football league to have had like a bespoke like last word so the Orient bit, mm-hmm. um, with the only other one being Port Vale. Interestingly, so also oh, League okay. One this year. Um, but yeah, other than that, I was racking my brains trying to think of others. But yeah, you're like it is just towns and Uniteds and counties and Rovers and all sorts. Um, yeah. So yeah, interesting. Odd interesting. one. It's an odd one. Hmm. But Leighton Orient are a unique club, so you know you had to have something that was slightly unique about. There you go. Back on back on talking terms again, despite Good. the victorious sponge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay, spin the wheel again to team number eight. Okay. Oh, oh, speaking of the devil, Port Vale. <laughs> Spoke into existence. Yeah, exactly. Port Vale. So let's talk about Port Vale. So again, one of them teams that don't really know not too much about as, as a club itself. Um, but I saw them last season and I thought they were, you know, pretty tidy side and I thought they were they were okay. They, you know, stayed up relatively comfortably in the in the league last season. Um but Think it, I just have a weird feeling they might be in trouble this year for some reason. I just don't really feel that confident there. They, they've lost a couple of key players. I think the you know the, the goalkeeper uh, going to Notts County. I think he was pretty decent last season, and they seem to have uh, lost a couple of other others since since I've uh, done this research. But I think the overall consensus is I don't really know too much about how if I'm being totally honest um, and. It really is a roll of dice, but sometimes when you don't know too much about a club, that kind of concerns me a little bit, and I just don't really know how they're going to get on. I don't know about you, Joe. Um, yeah, I think in a similar vein to some of the other teams, but probably in a worse way, is that their their transfer business so far has been cyclical. But that works yeah. if you were really good last year, but I don't think it's the way to go when you weren't. And I don't think they were very good last year. so. I do agree. I don't I don't necessarily think that they'll go down, but I don't think they're going to have a great time of it. And I think that there is a risk with a manager with very little experience outside of the club that he's currently managing uh, continues to take the reins into a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, that when the shit does hit the fan, you, uh, you don't have that person to dig you out of it. So, yeah, a little bit concerned about Port Vale. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, again, it, like you said, it, 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 you need to in that league just 
bring in some good experience and some high quality players or just that one that plays that got an X factor and I just don't think they've got it. So it, it's going to be an interesting season. It, it it could either be, you know, relegation or it could be like, you know, in a mid-table shuffle, which who knows, right? But, you know, if you we have any Port Vale fans listening to the podcast, you know, please send your send your kind of like your predictions in and your kind of, uh, you know, a bit more of a... Um, description of the history of your club it'd be good to know more about Port Vale because it seems that kind of like um it's that it's that kind of cousin that you don't really know really that well um but he's still part of your family so you know it's that's where I kind of see Port Vale <laughs> it's like a third cousin that you've never met in like the last like 10 years but they're still part of your family so a bit more information be good good Port Vale fans I'm obsessed with these analogies. I don't know where they're coming from. We've had year eight being the same as League One, yeah. with Port Vale being a third cousin that you never meet. Yeah. Um, they actually have a great deal of history, Andy. So Port Vale are the only club in the top four divisions of English football to have beaten every other Football League and Premier League club in a competitive fixture. So of the 92, wow. they are one of 92 to have beaten all 91 other teams, which I thought was outrageous yeah 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 whether or not it's because some of those teams just haven't played each other remains to be seen but hey until we know better Port Vale are the best team in the in the 92 nice love that that's how it works yeah that is how it works sometimes the the site the silent uh the silent clubs are the ones that have the most history so Mm. you know that is a your football historianism is um always uh ceases to amaze me Joseph always ceases to amaze you so it's just like the worst thing in the world everything oh, no, it's not, like, not oh, the word okay. I was looking for was uh, it always a, a Freudian slip never yeah. ceases to amaze you is I'm uh, no. sure what you meant to say yeah no definitely yeah, yeah that was that was what I was meant to say yeah but you know it, it's all good we move on from that from that uh <laughs> from that shambles of a comment <laughs> all good all good okay any uh, any more information you want to bring in about Port Vale, Joe? No, no, uh, that's that's it for me. I um, don't think they'll do great, but not too bad. Well, let's spin the wheel, Michael. Mm. Okay, Joseph, it's your mm. go, isn't it? So, it is. talk to me about Exeter City. Hmm. Oh, well, indeed, the Grecians. Yep. As they're known. I don't know why they're called the Grecians, though. I did actually try to look that up, and it seems quite inconclusive. There were some stories about town walls and things like this, but I didn't I didn't really follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, any anybody who actually knows why they're called the Grecians, feel free to enlighten me. But, um, yeah, managed by the in, now infamous Gary Caldwell. Apparently, he's only 41. But I, it seems to have been around forever. But yeah, yeah he's, he's aging backwards. But um, yeah, I mean, he has experience at at, at the level. Um, but I'm not sure how highly I rate that experience, to be quite honest. Um, and given the fact that they have lost quite a few of their key players from last year to, yeah. in many cases, direct rivals in the division, does not bode very well. Um, I. I tend to associate Exeter with being a pretty tough team to beat in general, but looking at the players they've lost and the sort of limited players they've brought in, I mm, don't get it this year. I'm um, worried. Yeah. I'm 
I am worried. I, I, I personally don't rate Gary Coldwell as a good manager. I mm. saw him last year. So I, I, I went, I was lucky enough to go to Ipswich's last home game of the season last year. Mm. Um, so my, my partner's partner's dad, he, his company sponsors one of the players. So we were able to get like hospitality and the last game to basically get him up was against Exeter and they absolutely rolled him over six nil. Like it Exeter <laughs> was absolutely shambolic in that game. They like, deserved a kinder review then surely if they yeah, did, you, did you a favor like that. Well, well, yeah, yeah. But like obviously looking at this season, like Josh Key was one of the, like, I, I remember seeing him play and he was a very decent player. Mm. Obviously he's clearly a champ. I've, I thought it, it, when I was watching him, he's the only like standout player there. But yeah, like you said, Jamal Blackman, he's been around a few different clubs. He was very highly rated as a goalkeeper. He's been, you know, like you said, sold to a direct rival. So I really, I, I really don't rate their chances at all this year. I'm very worried. I have a real theory as well about teams that lose their fullbacks. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I think in, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's just me talking rubbish, really. But particularly in the lower leagues. Good quality fullbacks that you can rely on throughout a season are so rare. And to lose one is annoying. But to lose both your left and right back is I don't know. I d I don't I don't love it. Yeah. It fills me with fear when uh, <laughs> you go into a season without two established fullbacks. Yeah, completely agree. I think it's um I think it's risky business and uh, you know, again, they're trying to get some lone players, some youngsters from Premier League clubs and it's either going to go really well for them, and it's like an absolute stroke of master, like a master stroke of genius. But it 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 could go very much the other way as well. So, yeah, you know, I think it's a it's a interesting season for them this year. I like Aitchison. I think he, you know, if he if he starts to build some momentum, I think they could they could survive. But I'm I'm you know, I'm not going to give all my hands away. But I'm I haven't gotten very high up the table. Let's just say that. Mm. Oh, you've only got two, so I hope you don't give all your hands away. You'll have no yeah, hands, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, sure. very quickly you'll run out of hands. But um, yeah. But then what will cheer them up is apparently Exeter is the sunniest place in the UK. So makes sense. Yeah, at least they'll. Uh, I don't know. They'll be they'll be losing in the sun. Lovely universities as well. I remember going around there before I went to Loughborough mm. um, for an open day, and it was such a beautiful campus, such a beautiful place as well. Just showing their football team is a little bit average. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe worth a visit this year maybe worth maybe. an away day maybe yes we can do a live podcast from from exeter stadium and see if we uh see if we can make some friends well we'll get chased out apparently we've been <laughs> pretty down on their chances this year um and you personally don't like gary caldwell so yeah yeah i don't think we'll be welcomed with open arms <laughs> no true yeah yeah maybe we'll uh, rethink that plan joe <laughs> Love it. Um, anything else you want to raise on a on an extra, Joe? No. I've got anything else. Let's let's go. Let's move on. Yeah. Number ten. Number ten. Getting into double figures. So, ah, interesting. Joe, can you? Um, no, it's me, isn't it? Is it my turn? Isn't it? Yeah, it's my hey, turn. Go for it. Yeah. So it's um, it's Wigan. So Wigan, obviously. Came down from last year from the chat from the uh, from the championship. Obviously, I've always associated with a bit as a big club because you know that famous FA Cup win against Man City, where I think um, who was it? It was who scored the uh, scored the elusive header from the corner in like the 89th minute. It was like the perfect 
FA Cup winning goal like right at the end of the game, but I forget his name. It might come to me in a bit. But I've, you know, I think, I think for me, I, I they're they're in an unfortunate position because obviously they've got the I think minus eight, um, minus eight points already at the start of the season, which obviously is going to hamper you anyway. Um, it really depends if they if they can keep majority of their squad. They've got rid of some players, I think. But they have invested. They've got somehow got a Bayern Munich player on loan for next season. I don't know how that happened, but you know, uh, I like Short Maloney. I, I like him. I liked him as a player, very much beloved by the fans. He's a bit of a Wigan legend, right? Um, but and and I I think he got given, like you said, the the short end of the stick in the end of last season. I think if he uh, again has a firm transfer window behind him and he builds a squad that he wants and tries to shout all the noise of what's happening off the pitch. I think they could, they could do well, but I, I think the minus eight is going to hamper him and I can't see him mounting a playoff push personally. Um, Will Keane's a massive loss for him. I think, you know, that going to Preston, that's a good bit of business by Preston. He was probably one of their biggest goal threats last season, I bet. Um, so we'll have to see how they get on um, and, and go from there. Really? What about you, Joe? Hmm. So I don't think the points deduction will hamper them too much. Okay. But obviously, it's not ideal. Um, I I rate their transfer business so far. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. um, the 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 glorious return of Callum McManaman. Yeah. Um, rate that very highly. Um, and I actually, you alluded to it earlier. The the Bayern Munich centre back they brought in. Um did a bit of research because I didn't believe it. <laughs> um, but it is true. This guy, Liam Morrison, originally sort of played for Rangers and Celtic as a youth player. And Bayern Munich like actively stole him. So sort of while he was in between contracts at Celtic, Bayern Munich came in. And we're like, do you want to play for us? And probably like everyone else, he said is this some sort of joke like well what's going on like what do you mean Bayern Munich want me um naturally signed for them because why wouldn't you yeah and then as if the story couldn't get any weirder decided to cite coach Martin Di Michaelis as one of the biggest influences on improving his game wow. so what a what a maelstrom of I, I don't even know I, I can't even finish that synonym <laughs> um, uh, his his it baffles me. The fact he's ended up at Wigan and the fact that I think they'll get into the playoffs this year as well is 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 blowing my mind. Uh, he's going to have quite the career, quite the Wikipedia page come the end of his career. Um, and okay, I look forward okay, to following okay. it with great interest. Can, can you can you clarify what 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 was that what was that really interesting word that you said? Because literally, oh. I have no idea what you what you said there. M- maelstrom which is like a sort is of that? that is that is an absolute rogue word that is Ooh, please do tell it's like um you know like when you get like a like a whirlpool in the sea like yeah the, like traditionally like sort of old pirate ships which will be sucked into yeah it's, it's like that and you can yeah i was going for a sort of like uh you know like a um a huge pile of weird things that are happening to him um, but my words fail me, and now I was doing that thing where you, you you grab for a word in your mind, but you, yeah. you just can't reach it, and it gets further and further away, and you actually get stupider as you're talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm a bit more bit more rosy about Wigan's chances this year. Not just because of uh, their their Bayern Munich centre back, but um, in large part. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll have to see. Yeah, say we're gonna. You know, they've got a team. They've clearly got a team behind them that that could do well. And uh, it depends if they go on a run or not. If they go on a run where you know they can win like you know seven or eight or nine in a row. You know, that eight-point de- deficit, you know, just quickly goes. It just also depends how the other off-field stuff happens, right? Like, they don't want to get into any more trouble. And, you know, it can't be can't be good for the players with everything that's been going on behind the scenes, right? Mm. So, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, you must have some interesting facts about Wigan, right? Yeah, I do. Andy, would it's... you like a Wigan slappy? Uh, No. I'm going to go for no. But Ooh, Well, you're missing out. It is a... <laughs> Small meat pie served inside a balm cake. Ah, oh, yeah, they call that also so, a wig and kebab. I swear they call that a wig mm. and kebab. I saw that actually, uh, that does sound delightful to be fair. Yeah, I would back that very highly actually. Um, is pea wet is also pea wet as well, which is like the juice of um, the juice that you get from mushy peas put on like a slap of bread. It's literally like what they serve there as well. Saint Saint Balm pea wet. Give it a research. It's absolutely it sounds disgusting. If I'm being totally, I mean, honest. yeah, that 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 is not appetising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's wild. Um, yeah. Oh man, I I got so excited about a Wigan slappy, and now I'm so upset about a pee wet. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a. I think I watched a video from uh, uh, Joe. They do like some everyday life like rogue videos like very unique ones and yeah go on youtube and search for it and a guy literally goes into a a kebab shop or like a, a fish and chip whatever you call it in wigan and orders a wigan kebab or wigan slappy and mm. uh saying pea balm pea wet or something like that it's, it's saying it's saying like that on that them words nah, but it's, it's, it's definitely a food episode today isn't it it's very food yeah it's been very food themed yeah, well, obviously, like League One is a uh, is wets the appetite clearly. Mm, P wets the appetite, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Okay, well, we've got two two teams left in this episode, so mm. you know, I feel this is actually like flown by this one. I'm really enjoying it. Agreed. Okay, so Joe, can you talk to me about Barnsley? How'd you rate them? I can. I rate them very highly, just straight off the bat. I, uh, yeah. I think. They're good side. I think they're. Uh, I, I I quite like the fact that Neil Collins comes from the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I'm a huge fan of that name um, and and that team, um, bringing that sort of US flair to uh, to Barnsley, known for their their footballing ability as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting uh, interesting addition. Yeah. Um, given Michael Duffer's upped sticks. Um, which, although I don't love as a manager of a team doing quite well, like often disrupts the sort of culture and the playing style. But I, I don't think it'll be too much of a problem for them this year, to be honest. Um, alongside losing the manager, that actually I I said I didn't mind their chances. Now I've about to say loads of things why I, I I do mind their chances actually. But um, I don't love the fact they lose Mads Anderson to Luton earlier this year either, because mm. I think he is a key player, but also in a key position. I think centre back is very hard to replace quality of quality, regardless of how much uh, how much money they they may have got for him. Um, but I think a well an initially challenging 
maybe two or three games makes way for quite a favourable run of maybe 10, 15. Um, so I could see them sitting pretty prettily by uh, by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I think they could, you know, they, they still have some really good players like Cadden's a very good player. I think Styles is a very decent player. Mm. Um, I think they've got some really, you know, quality in that team that I think will be able to, you know, do pretty well. And they, they, they took Ipswich pretty much all the way to the end of the season for the automatic promotion race. So they must clearly be able to do something right. You know, mm. um, I remember actually going, uh, I didn't go to the game, but I remember watching the game, the away game where, you know, Ipswich had a fair few games before the end of the, right into the end of the season where it was like, you know, they were tough opposition. So they went to Peterborough away, one three nil, went to Barnsley away, one three nil. It was like um and, you know, beating them kind of teams, you know, kind of won won them automatic essentially. And, you know, that says a lot about Barnsley, you know, when they it's Oakwell was a very tough stadium to go and win, right? And they've they've definitely made it a bit of a fortress. And I think, you know, I'll challenge anyone in League One to go there and try and get a result, right? So I think their home form is going to be quite good again this year. I like that. I like the just random slapping about of Barnsley there. Like, yeah. ha, 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 Ipswich went there, one three nil. Um, other than that, quite a difficult place to go, but uh, not for Ipswich. But I, I think you're right. Though. I think realistically, they came fourth and and first, second, and third went up last year. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, in theory, best team left in the division from from the teams that didn't come down anyway from the championship. So yeah, I don't mind their chances this year. No, I don't mind. To put chances. it mildly. Yeah, I think they're going to do pretty well, and it'll be interesting to see how they've. Uh you know, how their new signings will adapt. And I think, you know, I think they've made some more business since uh, since I've done this research. So I think uh, mm. there, there'll probably be some more more heads through the through the door and which will, you know, just strengthen their squad even, even further, right? So, um, mm. but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Neil Collins does, you know, don't know too much about him. I've seen his face before, but, you know, I, Michael Duff's a massive loss for him. I think he played the right type of football, made Barnsley play some really decent stuff in League One last season. So hopefully, you know, that's provided the foundation for Neil to come in and, and you know, put his own spin on it, but also kind of keep the stuff that they were doing really well. Mm. Neil with two L's as well, yeah, which I exactly. think is very, very odd. That um, remains to be seen how well that goes down. Exactly. But um, he is not their only connection to the US, actually. Um my my fun again food themed yeah fact which is odd but um i've i've written little questions and answers to myself apparently love it what do americans love sandwiches i've just decided that i, I think and what's a us classic sandwich a reuben yeah and who is barnsley's youngest ever player to feature in the football league reuben noble lazarus love it so I mean, obvious, obvious when you think about it. Um, yeah, I, I think Neil Collins was destined to be the Barnsley manager off, uh, off that information. I love it. Just, it, 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 just it, the direction you take these are just, you know, utterly sensational, Joseph. Mm. I love it. Just straight down the line. Just makes <laughs> sense. Makes like, sense. Yeah, no, uh, no mental capacity required to understand that one. <laughs> the given. It's a given. It's a mm. it's it, it's a it's a tap in. It's a literal mm. tap in. Exactly. Box in the box kind of fact there. Mm. Um nice. Okay, well, we're on the last team now. So last spin of the wheel for this episode. Mm. So 
the last team we're going to talk about in this episode is oh is it going to go to the next one it is um it's going to go to lincoln city is it lincoln city it's lincoln city isn't it it is sorry yes. i'm aware yeah yeah i always sometimes get them like names wrong you know whether it's like lincoln united or lincoln town whoever who what, or what you know mm, um, well we know it's not uh lincoln orient no it's lincoln definitely Vail. Not. yeah <laughs> exactly can be exactly. sure so for for me, I, again, I I'm a little bit worried for Lincoln this year. I don't think that uh, I don't know too much about the manager. Mark Kennedy seems to be someone that you know the fans seem to like last year. Seemed to play some decent stuff, but and and the interesting fact again from the experience last year, um, the only team, the actually only team to beat Ipswich at home last season uh, at Portman Road last season. Mm-hmm. They, only lost once at, they only lost once at home last season, Ipswich, I think, and that was to Lincoln. Um, he um, he ended his career at Ipswich, didn't he, Mark Kennedy? So oh, okay. Maybe that's yeah. why. Maybe he still uh, he still had it in his his blood. He was like, oh, this is my home home ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think their transfer business has been semi okay, like a bit of a mixture, like bringing some people from Premier League clubs, some from the Championship. But I do really like the turning of Jaden Brown from Wednesday. I think that's a really good addition to that defence, and I think brings some League One experience and a bit of steel to that. So, I think that's a decent signing. Um, I've seen that. Uh, maybe a player went to uh, Leighton Orient this year. Was it? Yeah, uh, Max Sanders. Max Sanders. So. Mm. I don't know too much about him, but you know, clearly Leighton Orient see something in him, so he must have, he's probably going to be a big loss to them. So again, it seems that they've been selling players to their you know direct rivals in Walsall, Portsmouth, and uh, Orient there. So you, they've probably lost a few key members of their squad, but they seem to have you know they're dipping into the market and and uh, trying to you know make it make a good uh, case of it. So, but I do like the uh, yeah the Jaden Brown signing. I think that's a very decent sensible signing from last eight for this season um I, I i don't rate them in terms of like you know i don't think they're going to be you know challenging for the playoff zone or up there but i think they'll probably be in that kind of mid-table shuffle if that makes sense it does i like mid-table shuffle as well that's yeah. come out a couple of times this episode and i'm a big fan of that um yeah i mean last season mid-table like 11th pretty much slap bang in the middle yeah, this season it wouldn't surprise me if they were eleventh, slap bang in the middle. <laughs> um, I think they, yeah, I, I don't think they've got significantly worse since last year, but I don't expect them to get significantly better either. Um, I don't know. There, there, I got a bit of a soft spot for Lincoln though. I think yeah. I, I quite like watching them play um a bit of football, a classic uh, League One club of recent times. I think, um, I like it scrapping. Scrapping, mixing it up amongst some of the big boys that fall out of the championship. Yeah, mm. that's one of the things I do like about League One because you do get clubs that you know, you know, in terms of finances aren't the strongest, but they're able to, to like you know go to teams like Bolton that have been, you know, the history of their teams like Portsmouth, teams like you know Derby who have you know one of the most successful clubs in England right back in the day. You know that the teams are massive history and massive clubs, and that, that's what I love about the football league. You know, some teams that you know, relative relative minnows or like don't have too much finances behind them, but get to go to these massive stadiums and that's just experiences for a lifetime really, isn't it? Mm. I like that. That's nice. That's very inspirational. I know, right? It's, it's good to end on a positive note of the episode, mm. right? So, or the, the review anyway. 
Um, any any kind of like interesting facts about Lincoln that you wanna you wanna share, Joe? Uh, yeah. So at six foot four inches, he was the tallest U.S. president. Oh yeah, Abraham. Yeah, Abraham mm. Lincoln. Yeah, I literally got it like after like five seconds. But yeah, mm. yeah, got it now. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. That's that's a that's a really nice like again to the point facts that end the review on. That's that's really really mm. good. Sounds good. Um. So yeah, that that is the first twelve teams done. Um. That is that is the first kind of review of League One. Obviously, um. Our next episode, uh, we will do our second 12 or second part and our next 12 teams to finish off the league alongside our predictions and um and yeah our, our, our top scorer or our you know player of the season and essentially mm. like one to watch or surprise package yeah so yeah big fight to, incoming yeah looking forward fight. to seeing your rocket strap Exactly, exactly, and in our next episode, we'll give a uh, we'll give a pre season update for Canvey Island FC as well. Where I've been keeping a, a, an eye, well, we both have been keeping an eye on their uh, business, and and we'll give you an update of how they've been getting on and how they're preparing for the new season. We'll do that in our next episode. But any um any final comments or anything to something to finish off, Joe? No, not really. Excitement abounds. Um, yeah, looking forward to to the scrap that we're about to have. And um, yep. looking forward to yeah, like I say, seeing the rocket strap in action. Sensational stuff. Well, again, um, I'm going to plug the socials. So you know, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, Amazon Music, wherever get wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely uh, tune into all of our episodes so far, and also this one, and also our future ones. We'll be doing these, you know, regularly. Um, obviously, doing two episodes at a time at the moment. So you should see episodes one and two to to listen to right now um and yeah moving forward it'll be a weekly review of all the all the results and how how each team are doing and seeing how we do our you know how our predictions stack up um so yeah we'll finish it there um have a good rest of your day everyone and uh this is the efl sesh podcast thank you very much